State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm Sarah Davis here with my co-host, the swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School, David Jolkevsky. This week, we have a special guest, Ian Cobes, the Hudsonville boys and girls head swim and diving coach. Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. To learn more about some exciting events LTU has coming up, visit upcoming.ltu.edu and click on future students. There you will find information about upcoming events and tours, program information, and much more. Visiting a university is a huge part of finding the right college for you, but due to COVID, it has been much harder this year than ever before. Don't worry, LTU is offering virtual tours. Find those under future students as well. Poolside is brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This podcast will be highlighting everything swim and diving related, focusing on both boys and girls seasons. So tune in every week for more. All right, so we're going to get right into this. I'm going to start with a question for you, Coach Ian. You mentioned to me that you prefer a good swimming practice over a meet. Why is that? Well, I thought it was a very uh, interesting question, um, you know, to put out there. And um, really, as a swim coach, when we were going through and and planning some things out, it is just absolutely – crucial to have great practices. Um, and if I'm of the mindset is if you can do it in practice, you can do it in a meet. But I think the, you know, for all the hours that coaches put into putting lineups together, I think that there's even more time that they put into a practice. And I don't think our student athletes really see that portion of, of how we are, you know, composing it. It's almost like a, uh, um, a, a choir teacher or a band teacher trying to put some, uh, you know, put a piece together and you're trying to have it match up for the right time of the season. You're having to try to, try to match up with where you are um, located, if, whether you're outside or inside. I know we started out outside this year, but um, I just I, and I really enjoy seeing kids practice and really kind of and, and just give it their best on a day to day basis. Um, and I really think that that's where we see a lot of their improvements and really can see, uh, you know, it's almost a foreshadowing for us um, to see what it's like towards the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. And it's tough if you being a coach going into practice and not having a plan never works out. I'm going to ask you guys both this question. I'm going to start with you, David. What is your biggest accomplishment as a coach? It's, you know, I, I was thinking about this one earlier. This is a, uh... It's an interesting one, you know, 22 years in this. And uh, I, I think there's a lot to be proud of, a lot of great kids we've worked with. Um, I I was very, very fortunate to inherit 
an Andover swim team that was three years removed from a state title. And I had a group of boys that bought into everything I was preaching and practicing. And we started to, uh, or continue to just, you know, have that program continue to grow. And over 14 years with Andover, we maintained, you know, a great strong tradition of swimming and diving. You know, we never quite got back to the the summit like, like the Andover boys did in the nineties, but uh, I'm proud of what we did with that group to maintain that strong tradition. And then, you know, five, six years ago, I inherited McRado's Losser team when our two schools merged. And, you know, we, we've always, you know, that that uh, opportunity to, to bring two powerhouses together and to try to merge the cultures together and the, the traditions and everything. I think I'm most proud of the fact that we've gotten through, that I've gotten through the one with Andover and now the second one with with Losser and Andover to, to build a strong Bloomfield program in and out of the pool. Our, our kids are outstanding young athletes. Um, you know, we're, we're taking care of business in the classroom. We take care of business on the pool deck, fast times, good diving. But I think I'm just most proud of, of maintaining two outstanding coaches before me and, and bringing their programs along and making it my own. I'm, I'm most proud of that. That's awesome. And Ian, what is your biggest accomplishment as a coach? Yeah, that's also, it's a, it's a tough question because there's, I mean, you, have, you can look at performances or uh, grade points uh, as as kids go along. Um, and unlike Z, I, I took over a program that was a, a little bit uh, further down uh, than than some of the programs that uh, that Z took over. But um, really, I think the biggest accomplishment as a coach, I, and I think it's it's. It's, you know, multifaceted this way, but I think it's hearing like some of the stories of your alumni coming back um, and, and what they've done in the world uh, to make sure, you know, we, we live by the Lombardi philosophy uh, at Hudsonville where, you know, if you're, you know, 15 minutes uh, early, you're late. So the kids are very prompt and in, in being there, but they have tremendous discipline in and out of the classroom. I think that um, my biggest accomplishment, uh, you know, really as a coach is looking at all the kids that have now gone on to the next level and swam in college. Uh, we've got, we have kids that have uh, participated division one, division two and division three uh, levels, and they've done really well. And uh, that's for me, uh, I, I believe that we've set the table uh, for them to be able to swim well in high school, but then to be able to move on to participate and, and be, you know, great teammates uh, at those uh, colleges and universities. So this is another question for the both of you as former swimmers and now current coaches, what is the best advice that you've ever received, whether it was while you were swimming or coaching and how has it helped lead your team to success over the years? Ian, if you want to start this one off. Sure. Um, I've had some great mentors over the years. I swam for John Patnott at Hope College, and uh, he he was just uh, absolutely fantastic. He's just retired a few years ago, and I I really think that the it's it's a cliche, but it's you know it's to trust the process that we have put something in into this season, whether it's uh, you know the kids putting forth the effort and the coaches putting in their time, but that we have to trust the process uh, to be mindful of everything that's going on, whether it's 
working on turns or starts or uh, working on, you know, a lung buster set or something along those lines that everything that we have and we've done is, is for a purpose. And hopefully we get there uh, at the end of the year is it, so that way we can perform at our best uh, at the last meet of the year. So um, trusting in that process that the coaches have put together and trusting in the team uh, to, to walk through that process together has been very important for Hudsonville um, moving forward. And I really, I, t- I took that from, from Hope College and keep trusting the process and keep working hard. I love it. You're stealing my thunder. I, uh, you know, as I was thinking about this today, you know, I, I thought the exact same thing, um, you know, going back to being an athlete at Eastern Michigan and sitting in Mike Jones's office for my first two years, he was a retired coach, but he still had the pool office and then always sitting in coach Peter Lynn's office. Uh, you, we learned so much about how to, how to build a team training wise and how to build a team you know, uh, fundamentally and how to build a team as, you know, a group of kids coming from all over the country with all different backgrounds. So I, I can remember so many fond stories just sitting in that office laughing, uh, you know, learning so much about how to train and how to set intervals and all that stuff. But uh, point, you know, just a great point there that, that Ian brought up, trust the process. I, I think you hear that so much in our sport because much like Ian started off today, our sport is so much practice. You have to train, you have to get it right every single day. You have to get, you know, 180 flip turns done right every day just to get one or two done right at a meet. And if you don't believe in that process and buy into what you're doing every day, it's going to be a miserable season. Um, You know, we put in hours and hours for just fractions of a second at the end of the year. So believing in what you're doing every day and believing in the message that your coach and your teammates are, are, you know, giving you every day and buying into it, and, and learning from it, I, I think is so huge too, as you go through that process, not just, not just swimming back and forth, like, okay, I'm part of the process, but to take it up a notch. Okay. Where am I today? You know, where's my stroke count at? What are my times today? Um, my girls just did a set today. They had to know their one of their best kick set times and one of their best uh, race times. And they've got to be thinking while they're doing this. So while you're fully engulfed in that process, staring at that black line for hours and hours at a time, um, you've got to be thinking, you've got to be processing, and you've got to be knowing that it's it's going to pay off at the end of the year. Definitely. It's one of those things that you get into these routines where you're doing the same thing time and time again, that if you're not trusting what you can fall back on, it's not going to benefit you in the end. Before we get to the next point, did you know that the MHSAA is in need of officials? This is a great way to make some extra money and keeps you involved in the game. The love of the game draws us to sports as players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played, to feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping out of the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which can only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. All right, and now let's get back to it. So Michigan State just announced that they are discontinuing the swim program after the 2021 season. What impact do you guys believe this will have on the athletes that are looking to be recruited and continue their swim careers within the next couple of years? Oh, boy. It's certainly a rough day for for those those kids on that pool deck, and and I feel for them because just a few years ago, Eastern cut their men's team, and – 
I remember sitting in my classroom that morning, getting that text message um, as a grown man. I mean, I'm getting choked up right now. I mean, I, you know, I can remember getting that message from one of my roommates that Eastern's team was gone. And, and I know, I know what they're feeling right now. And, you know, it, the, those kids will bounce back because the sport that we've given ourselves to for so long that they've, they've put their, you know, heart and soul into, um, they're going to get some great results. So I know they're going to do some great things, but uh, to the coaches and the kids out there, just keep your heads up and, and keep pushing through. But I think the one thing that, that I was thinking about the most was um, you see two big 10 teams cut programs this year, uh, Michigan state's number two. And you can say what you want about the facility. You can say what you want about where the team's been at. Um, but those kids are working hard. Those coaches are putting in the time to, to get the results. Uh, and I think everybody out there needs to be worried. Um, this isn't just a small program anymore. This isn't just some little school anymore. This, this could be anybody anywhere, you know, and, and say what you want. And maybe, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's not, I don't know, but um, yeah, the, no, I, don't, I think the message is no, nobody's safe. Uh, it's going to be tough. So these, the kids now have to start thinking about, you know, do they finish their career out at Michigan State as a student? They can, you know, continue to hold their scholarships and go to school there, get a great education from an, you know, an outstanding university, or do they transfer out and get some eligibility and go go race somewhere else? Um, we saw it with our alumni and, and our kids at, at Eastern when when that happened. Um, but they've got to be careful. You don't know what what's going to happen for future athletes. I mean. Our kids all around the state are, you know, our girls are getting ready for league meet and state meet. And, and I'm sure a lot of them had it on their radar. And, and all of a sudden today that that changes the course of, you know, their futures. Um, so sitting back down with coaches sitting back down with mom and dad and and looking at the the right decision for you as a student and as an athlete. Um, I'm grateful for the four years I had at Eastern. I'm, I'm a better person for it. I you know, that, that college experience, if you can have it, go do it. Um, but you just got to be real careful right now moving forward and, and just make sure you follow your heart and be ready for anything. Yeah, those are great points, Z. Um, you know, I, I actually <laughs> had the opportunity to swim on scholarship at Eastern. I didn't, I didn't make it quite as long as, as Z did. Uh, I only made it a few weeks, but um, I ended up transferring as a, um, as a sophomore to Hope. So I know that I was able to get a new start and, and whatnot that way. But um, I reached out to my diving coach today, actually, to ask about this. Uh, he coaches the, the boys over at Granville, and um, his uh, number one diver from last year, Cy Irwin, was on, is on Michigan State's team. And uh, we were at a meet last night, and he showed me the tweet uh, about Michigan State being canceled. And uh, I know that uh, Cy uh, was devastated by that and uh that you know that they he mentioned that the team had, had a pretty big meeting and there's a lot of emotion uh about that and the the kids uh, boys and girls uh that have dedicated themselves whether it's for one year or four or maybe even five for, for some of those redshirted a athletes it's just it, it's heartbreaking um and to know that i mean what what i would think is uh uh fairly major sport within the NCAA to be able to be cut uh, by uh, a great institution at Michigan State. Um, and they, they've hit on it was to say is nobody's safe. But uh, my, my hope is that they know that they have options and going forward and that they're able to, to have a nice, um, you know, 2021 season and, and end well uh, for the university. I did also see a tweet yesterday that uh, 
this sort of uh, 2021 is their hundredth year of swimming for Michigan State. So um, a real bummer for the swimming community. Uh, we uh, had an athlete a couple of years ago that was looking to go there uh, and that would be there now, uh, chose a different university. But um, uh, I really hope that <laughs> this isn't a, a trend. I know that, you know, like Dartmouth had uh, a GoFundMe pro, uh, program out there um, to, to help kind of save, save the program. But I know that Michigan State probably is uh, not one of the more uh, affluent as, uh, universities as far as pool space would be. So um, it probably is a tough recruit to go to get there anyway. But the coaching staff is great, and I wish them all the best. Uh, going forward and to know that they have some great options, um, you know, only a few States away or in state. So hopefully they can find a home and, and swim and be able to dive competitively for the remainder of their career. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to think about those athletes that are in the middle of their careers and having this news be brought to them. It's like probably got to be so chaotic on top of COVID and all of these other changes that everybody's going through. On a little bit more of a positive note, what do you anticipate the next few weeks to look like in terms of swimming and diving competitions? I, I think a lot of us right now are, are kind of on pins and needles more than the boys were last spring because, I mean, I, Ian, I think you're the same as me. Every day our, our phones blow up with, oh, you know, COVID breaking out here and there, and, and people are really nervous right now. Um, for us, uh, we're you know, we're 12 days out. Our girls are getting ready for, for championships. Um, we, we've had a few obstacles here this week. Uh, we had to, uh, hold off on some practices a little bit cause some, uh, COVID related, related things in our building. And I know a lot of coaches are feeling the same way, but, um, right now you got a lot of, a lot of teams finishing up their dual meet schedule. We've got to make one up because of a reschedule from earlier in the year. So we've got to meet next week. Um, but we're just, you know, we, we got our goal sheets up. We did those last week. They're up on the wall. We're starting to put together a league meet lineup, a lot of race rehearsal stuff. Um, you know, at this point out, the girls have already selected their events. They know what they want to swim and, uh, just try to get them in that mindset, try to practice every little thing from breathing patterns to try to get paces, to just keep that energy built up and just start focusing on those last few weeks. It, it's going to be very, you know, kind of, I mean, we, we know it's not gonna be normal, right? It's, that's what everybody's been saying this year. Um, you know, even like that pump up dinner beforehand or how we're going to be on the pool deck and how we're going to be social distancing, you know, and gyms and cafeterias and stuff. It's, it's going to be a learning curve, but uh, you know, we're just keeping the kids focused on their times. That's what they can control and they can control their practices. So that's, that's the biggest one for us right now. Yeah. I'd kind of focus in on that as well. We, uh, we, we put all our um, stock into one meet. Uh, whether it's a conference meet or the state meet. So getting the kids to buy in and, and to continue to trust that process and to hopefully have a conference meet for us uh, and state meet is, is something that, you know, we, we, look, uh, we look forward for the opportunity to have it. And really uh, these, uh, you know, last 10, 12 days, we're in, the, we're in the same boat as Z, but we, I mean, we were very fortunate at Hudsonville. We didn't have to reschedule any meets. Now when pools were allowed to open, we had a day when we were in the pool and then the next day we had a meet 
Um, the results weren't great, but um, we were able to get our full, full, full conference schedule in without having to reschedule or do anything like that. So um, what we're looking forward to is, uh, you know, <laughs> the girls are, uh, we've ended morning practice. Uh, we had our last one on Wednesday this week. So getting a little bit more sleep um, and really getting them uh, to a good place mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, all, all at the same time is, uh, is a tough task as a coach. Uh, in the first place, but <laughs> he had in all the additional layers of um, COVID and uh, online learning or remote learning, wherever you, wherever your schools are with that, it's just, it throws a different dynamic. I know in the OK Red, we chose to uh, uh, split our conference into two and then we're, we're merging the results. So that's, that's something that we've never done before. Um, so we're, we're going to do that, but parents are going to be able to see, uh, see their kids swim. So we're, we're excited. We're excited for that. Uh, we're just, uh, very fortunate to be in the pool and we're looking forward to working hard for 12 more days. So hey, Ian, I, I got one for you. Cause it's, it's one we deal with. We don't have a huge state team right now. I've got one individual qualifier. How are you guys, how do you balance getting ready for league meet? And then those girls that are qualified for state meet, how, how are they training a little differently right now? Right. I, I wish I had a better answer for you on this one. We're resting everybody for the conference meet. And, and, right. uh, this, this is the first time that this has happened uh, for our team that we haven't had an individual qualifier. Uh, we're, we're close in a couple couple areas, but uh, it's actually going to be kind of nice to uh, bring everybody down and, and swim uh, real fast at this meet. I know I was talking to my counterpart from, from Jenison and uh, they have a, they have a state qualifier and I, hopefully I'm not, letting anybody uh, have any inside information, but they're bringing their whole team down too. So we're just going to make an, uh, we're hoping for an electric uh, atmosphere at, at our conference meet. And we really just want to enjoy uh, each time that we have together. Now we are looking forward also to hosting the state championship at Hudsonville. It's the first time that we've been able uh, to have uh, that type of meet here. Uh, at our building, but uh, we're really looking forward to it. We've got a great facility. We've got uh, a standalone campus where we're going to be able to house these student athletes and, and keep them safe. Um, and we're just really, really hoping that, you know, November 2021, that we, we get there and uh, that we can have a uh, as close to a normal uh, time finals state meet as we can. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it coming out there with, uh, you know, one of the things we got you know, as we talk about what, what the next few weeks look like, you know, some teams are going to rest all the way down just for league meet. I know there's a few meets going on in our part of town here this week, even tonight. Uh, kids are suiting up tonight because they don't know where it's going to be. How, how do you feel or what, what's your thought? I mean, you guys, are, you know, are coming all the way down for league meet much like we are, except right. my one, our one kid. But kids suiting up at dual meets because there might not be a tomorrow. What do you, what do you think? Well, I had have significant reservations of doing that. And we, we had complete buy-in this year um, to not do that. We had a, uh, you know, on the East side of the state, they do a great job with County meets with Oakland and Macomb. Um, they, they, they have some fantastic league meets uh, or uh, County meets that we don't have here on the, the West side of the state. So we tried our, our, our best this year to kind of mimic that. And, and having our, in the OK Red Conference, we have four teams that reside in Ottawa County and four 
that uh, reside in Kent County. So we kind of did a little tiered meet that way. And we encourage anybody that would like to, to, to suit up and, and get ready to go. Um, our team normally would suit up for MISCA and be, and want to swim fast there. Uh, that way we could get another good, you know, four to four to six weeks, of a really great training in. So that way we could have a great state meet. So, um, you know, I'm, you got to do what you got to do this year. We, to be honest, we swam Westado last night. Westado is, uh, is going to win the red again this year or won the red. Uh, there's some teams that have to swim some stuff out. And, um, you know, Steve Boyer has, it's kind of the same boat as Uzi is they've got one, one young lady uh, that has, has a state cut and they're trying to figure out what the best course of action is. Now they have three relays in, so they'll, they'll give it a run. Um, but, suit up. I mean, why not? Count <laughs> every day is a blessing. Oh, what, uh, you know, I, I guess something for, for all of us, you know, on the East side, you know, we're, we're used to going to Oakland. We're used to going to Eastern and we, we come see Holland every few years, but you guys got a beautiful facility. A lot of us haven't seen it. What, what are we going to get ready for D one state me? What do we, what kind of pool facility, all that kind of stuff, pump it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, well, um, the, our pool here was finished in 2015. So we, we've actually had the great opportunity of hosting some water polo state championships and our athletic department has hosted some um, division four track state meets. So we, we have, we have some experience and, and uh, I've been around, you know, junior national meets and U S open meets. And, uh, we're going to tr try to treat it as similar, uh, to, uh, what would be almost like a USA type state meet, uh, with, with the time finals. Uh, I think we're going to have a long, uh, discussion on Monday with the MHSA and then the other three hosts or other two host sites with Lake Orion and, and, and Northview, uh, on, on a call just to kind of talk about what, what that state meet is going to look like. And, um, I would envision something uh, of, of like a, like a golf tee time uh, send off time for, uh, um, for, for swims. So that way kids have a, a good understanding of, you know, if the medley relay is going to start at noon and no sooner than noon. And then the next race where to start at uh, two and a free was might start at 12, like 1225 or so, something along those lines. So, uh, but we have plenty of space here at, the, at, at our freshman campus. Uh, we're going to, have a lot of uh, either former uh, coaches of mine or uh, retired coaches uh, helping us out to help run the state meet. Um, and, you know, our facility, it, it's a 10 lane, uh, like it's a 40 yard pool. So there's a bulkhead. So we're, we're going to have a good long discussion on whether, whether or not we should, we should be top eight should be in that, uh, that final heat, or if we want to do 10 uh, because of the, the, there's no circle seating. So, uh, it's the fastest eight or 10 that are going to, going to go off there. And there's, on and on the opposite side of the bulkhead, we've got a, um, a four lane, 25 yard pool. Um, it's super fast in my opinion. We also have a second pool on, on a different campus. It's about 200 yards away that we're, we're thinking about uh, keeping open as well. Um, it, those, Swimmers that remember, you know, going to Eastern and walking up the, the ramp to the old, the old rec I am pool, um, that we would probably allow the, uh, the, the coaches there to maybe transport them back and forth in a team van or something along those lines, if that's what, uh, if, if that's uh, available. Um, but I, I think we'll probably have a little bit more of a controlled warm up 
Um, whereas, you know, I think at other state meets, it's kind of a free for all, but maybe more of an assigned warm up and larger teams. We might uh, choose to house in classrooms um, with a coach. And uh, for the smaller teams, we have a, a auxiliary gym just off the pool deck and a, and a large common space to be able to do that. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's good. It's a flow through bulkhead. It's quick. We've had some, uh, you know, we had skyline here. Um, I think it was the first weekend that we were actually open and Katie ports threw down a, uh, you know, one fifty point two hundred freestyle that, uh, that that's up there on the record board that it was, was awesome. So, um, I mean, just, I mean, less than 10 days open and, and she came and just, soup times so way to break in a pool so yeah yeah nice very good we're looking forward to i'm I'm excited to get out there and see you guys i want to see your pool so it's it's awesome we appreciate all you guys are doing yeah we're 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 super excited i mean it's it's the metro grand rapids area it's i think this is the first time that we've had two uh state meets on this side of this uh on on this side of the state i know that uh, lake orion's hosting on the east side uh for division three northview high school for um Division two and fun fact there is North Northview and Hudsonville built in the same year. So uh, just it's going to be a great time uh, for these young, young ladies to really show off and showcase their, their, their talents. Uh, We're going to run diving, I think Friday night. And then kind of, I think we're we're aiming for that noon kickoff or, you know, medley relay time uh, on the the 21st. So it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to see all the results. But that's all the time that we have this week in the Michigan Poolside Swim Podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more information and swim updates. So be sure to tune in. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, here with David Jolkowski. And thank you to our guest, Ian Cobes. We will see you next week.